Hey girl, it's time for Curly Conversations. excited to be back. I've been missing y'all, I promise. <laughs> um, welcome to episode 93 of Curly Conversations. I'm so excited to be here. It has been too long and we got stuff to catch up on. So um, I'm, I'm Victoria of ClassyCurlies.com, which is a natural hair and healthy living site for women. So uh, Curly Conversations is a show based on natural hair and natural beauty care. And the show aims to inspire women to embrace their curly hair and themselves through inspirational dialogue and healthy hair tips. So I'm so excited, y'all. I hope I can read straight and get my stuff all together because I'm so excited to be here. Every person I've been talking to over the past like month or so, I'm like, y'all, I have not been able to record an episode. I haven't had time. And I just hope I can find time to do it and inspiration to do it. There was one time I found the time. I was like, okay, I'm going to record an episode. Like there has been in my calendar the word show written in there like four times and I have not gotten to it because I get to the end of the day. And that's the last thing on the list. And I'm like, y'all, it's, it's too late. I need to go to bed. <laughs> so I've missed you all so much in doing this show. Thanks you to everyone who has sent me an email or um, asked if everything's okay, how things are going. I really appreciate it. I am in good spirits and good health. So everything is absolutely fine. So weekly recap, let's get into this. So Again, the reason why I have not been around is because I've been working on the secret project in the uh, blog post. The update number three is on classycurlies.com. Um, so on there, you can find the dates that I'm going to be revealing a lot of cool stuff, um, some puzzle pieces that are showing off some of the new logo, a bunch of things, a bunch of things. So I want you to save these dates. I have a completely another episode right before this one that's a very short couple of minutes, but it's just telling you to save these dates. April 18th, which is a Thursday, which is next week. So not this Thursday, but next Thursday. And then um, April 27th, which is also something very exciting that I've never done before. Also, so this is just really... <laughs> comfort zone y'all like this is for real getting out of your comfort zone Ooh, Jesus I will talk about that in a whole another episode because I will be able to spill all the beans on everything so anyway April 18th and April 27th please mark your calendars make a reminder in your phone for that day make sure that you're following all of the classy curlies Facebook uh, Twitter Instagram Everything, following everything, because that day is going to be a huge, huge day. Actually, that weekend is going to be a huge weekend for another reason, which I will talk about later. But yeah, it is going to be nuts. I'm so excited. So, so, so excited that I've gotten to this point. And it feels like I've just I've blinked and it's here. 
and it's moved so I've never had life move so fast. At some point I was like, please slow down. Like things are happening too fast and I, I'm still trying to play catch up. So anyway, um, like I said, those um, two, the latest puzzle piece that um, puts together the logo that you can try to guess what everything is, that is on the Classy Curly's Facebook page. There are two more coming the week of the 18th. So just keep those in mind. Also on ClassyCurlies.com is a few other blog posts going on. So one is about essential oils that you can use for your hair. Um, another is a my recipe that I use. It's a, a DIY floral hair rinse and facial steam. So it's a two-in-one. You can create this um, to, as a facial steam, which is what I did first. And then I end up using the, the stuff that I had left over for a, um, a hair rinse later on. So it is it smells so good, God. And it has so many great like anti-inflammatory properties like it's great for your hair and for your skin and then also is my recipe for loaded breakfast toast I almost wanted to say tacos <laughs> that actually sounds like a really good blog post I might do that <laughs> but loaded breakfast toast 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 not tacos but maybe I'm just hungry I don't know but that is all up on classiccurlers.com so make sure that you go and um, check all of that stuff out so on our segment called Things That Need to Be Addressed, this is where I talk about things that are going on in the community, things that are going on um, all over the place. And there's a very obvious talk- topic that I could talk about, and I'm sure you all may, I mean, y'all know, you know what the topic is, but I just, it deals with um, loss in our community, and I really don't, I really don't want to go down that route, Um I have posted on the Classy Curly's Instagram and Facebook pages about loss and how um, I've been dealing with things as far as like meditating and all of those things. But not only like loss within like, you know, certain communities, but there was also an incident where um, someone else I know of lost someone else and the way it happened was just really bad and it's been on my heart ever since I learned about it. So not only from like a celebrity standpoint, but from a home thing, a home local angle. I hate to use that word because it sounds like a journalism thing. But from there, there's just been so so much loss that I've witnessed over the past um, like two weeks. And it has been on my heart and my heart has been heavy. And I've been pushing out so much prayer and good vibes and healing energy to everyone and their families because I just can never imagine going through these different things. So that is the one obvious topic. We're not going to get into that because I'm not trying to have that type of day. But anyway, let's talk about something else that I think is very worthwhile and I think is very exciting. So there is an article on NPR. I will make sure to post this on the Classy Curly's Facebook page. But there is a woman, her name is Rihanna Jones, and I believe she's from New New York. She wants to create emojis that have afros, which I think is really cool because, you know, I think, you know, over the past couple of years, the emojis have gotten very diverse um, from, you know, just smiley faces to ones that look like people to ones that have different skin, uh, skin tone, skin tones and so many other like features. I think that's really cool that they're in, in inclusive. But so I guess for almost a year now, yes, her name is um, Rihanna Jones. She has been um, signing a lot of her emails with insert Afro emoji here. So she's advocating for um, us to have 
Afro emojis, which I think is just really, really cool. She's saying basically like, um, we need to be represented too. And so she has a petition on change.org to get this going. So currently there's over like 2,800 emojis. And um, after a while, people started complaining about the lack of diversity. A lot of new emojis have been added that, again, talk about different or reflect different skin tones, um, various forms of dress, um, hijabs. Um, they talk about different relationships. Like, So someone can really go in and see themselves in there. And I think, oh, God, I think that's so, so important. So... Once a year, uh, this company that produces the emojis, they approve um, 70 new emojis. And so she's hoping that her emojis can um, get in there. And she's saying, so basically she submitted a proposal to get the Afro emojis in there. And she was basically saying like, it's a very lengthy process. It takes a very long time to get all of that there and going. But I think that's such a cool thing. It seems so small to, you know, talk about emojis. But in reality, again, it's representation matters so much um, just to see someone that looks like you and you can use those things to to express yourselves. I know when I'm doing emojis, I always look for the dark skin one. Oh, if it's a hands raised, if it's the hands praising, if it's a lady who got her hands up, I'm, I always go for the one that looks like me and it makes me feel even that much more included in the world, especially at a time where many of us are shut out and aren't appreciate it, aren't looked at as, as worthy or whatever. It's very nice to have that. Just, you know, the, the little things, the little things that really turn out to be big things. So if you want to read that article, it is on the Classy Curly's Facebook page. Okay, so let's get into the core of the episode. So I've been able to do some really cool things over the past couple months. I've been busy, but I've been doing a lot of really fun, awesome things that just opportunities you don't always get. And so a few weeks ago, I went to Chicago to um, visit the Facebook Chicago office. So Facebook is headquartered, I believe, in um, in California, but they have offices all over the place, like California. Um, obviously Chicago, they have two in New York. There's a few, there's one in Tel Aviv, there's one in Dublin. They're, they're all over the place. It's really cool. So I got to go there and learn more about like marketing strategies and app placement and all the things that I kind of do like in my regular everyday life. So that was a really cool experience. Another one of the things that I got to do was speak to a group of students at a high school. And so this group of students, they, um, they have a natural hair club that they run and operate. They talk about natural hair. They talk about self-confidence. They talk about products. They talk about everything else they want to talk about. So during this time, I was showing them my website and we're talking about hair and um, self-acceptance and all of those things. So I had a student ask me about natural products. And so they can kind of see that my spiel was a little different than other people that they had before. So, you know, I didn't come in there just to bring them products. Actually, I didn't bring them any products, but I didn't come in there to just bring them products or show them off the nice 
the nice and newest products or any of that stuff. You know, I like to hit on the stuff that others don't hit on. I like to really embrace and talk about healthy hair and real natural things, you know. So I had one of the students ask me about natural products and she was like, well, do you think that the products, so like, for example, if you were to go to Target and you see the area that says natural hair care, which Target has done that, amen. So, but she was saying though, like, if you were to go to that aisle and look at those um, products, do you think that they are all natural, even though the sign above them says this is natural hair care? And I was like, absolutely not. And so that started a conversation between us and the whole group and her just asking, why do I think they're not natural, even though they say they're natural and those types of things. And it's one of those things. So what we're going to be talking about today is natural versus natural and what those words really mean. And this is something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. It'll come on, you know, to my heart and then it'll go away because something else happened and I want to talk about that. But I thought this was the perfect time to address this because I had this student who was just very, she was very curious about like, why, why aren't they natural? Why aren't they, you know, good and wholesome as they say they are? And so, you know, this is something I always talk about with you all is that this this natural hair movement is very different um, and it hits on a lot of different points. So I wanted to talk about two definitions of natural. And then there are also there's also another little natural word that has been slipped into these two categories. So number one, there is uh, the natural hair, which translates into the natural hair movement. So the natural hair movement, you know, started a while ago, you know, early, let's say like mid, late 2000s. And this is a time where a lot of black women, black women specifically, that is the key. Black women are embracing their curly, natural textured hair. So they are getting rid of relaxers. They are not putting any, um, mostly, that's mostly the deal. They're getting rid of relaxers. They're not putting any sort of relaxers or perm, whatever you want to call it, relaxers in their hair to alter their hair texture. They are allowing their hair to grow out of their scalps as it naturally would without relaxing it or doing anything else to it. So that is what that is about. There's also natural hair when it comes to, which translates into plant-based beauty. So that means that we are talking about products um, that are and techniques that are grounded in plants. So when you think of plants, plants are natural. They grow out of the ground. Um, They start from a seed and they grow and then you can harvest those plants and herbs to do different things. That is what the plant-based beauty um, area of natural hair is. So that is using no chemicals, no fillers, no any of that. If it grows out of the ground, if it is a naturally occurring thing, not a man-made thing, that is what that translates into. So that's number two. Number three, this category has gotten swooped up in the past. This term has gotten swooped up in the past like couple of years. So now that the natural hair movement, this now this solely goes off of the natural hair movement. Since the natural hair movement has taken off so much over the past 10 or so years, 
a lot of media outlets and a lot of celebrities and a lot of other people like to use the term natural hair. So a lot of those, they, they you can obviously see that the natural hair movement is picking up speed. It doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. It's one of those like key trigger words that people love to talk about. They love to talk about natural hair. All these brands have, you know, hair and beauty products that are geared toward natural hair and all of these things. So because a lot of media outlets and celebrities or whoever else you want to say, because they have, because they know the weight of this word, the natural hair movement, they want to incorporate natural hair, that term into their, their coverage. So they may say, uh, let's see, let's pick a person. Let's pick a person. They may say, um, Ariana Grande has shown off her natural hair color. They're still using the word natural hair, but when you would line that definition up with the natural hair movement, it doesn't fit because Ariana Grande is not black. You know what I mean? So when we talk about the natural hair movement, we are talking about specifically African-American women, black women um, who are embracing their natural hair. That is what we are talking about. So there are a lot of people who are, who I would say are the natural hair abusers. Not to say that they can't use that word, but it's one of those things like when you know something's hot, you try to you try to jump on a train too, and that's exactly what's happening. So it's not that Ariana Grande's natural hair color isn't important or not that it's not, you know, that it's less worthy. It just doesn't match up with the the standard definition um, with the natural hair movement, if that makes sense. So let's talk about why all of these are important. So let's start with the natural hair movement. So again, this is the one that appeals to African-American women who have stopped using relaxers. So this movement has changed a whole lot. And when I first got into the natural hair movement, it was very early on, but I realized now that I had a little bit more of a different definition weighed in with this. So the natural hair movement, like I said, has changed so much. It went from just black women on YouTube sharing like, hey, I'm doing this, that, and the third to do my hair to huge brands like marketing their products as natural hair and different hair tools. I mean, it's like a billion dollar business. It is just crazy how much it has grown. There are events, there are conventions, there are all types of stuff. Like you just wouldn't have a clue how much stuff is centered around this natural hair movement. It is crazy. And the marketing behind it, y'all know I'm a marketing person. This, the marketing behind it is nuts. It's crazy. So but the thing that I've witnessed over time, and I remember writing about this on ClassyCurlers.com, this was maybe 2014. I want to say 2014. I went to the natural hair, uh, I don't know what's the name of it, Real Natural Hair Show. <laughs> I went to the Real Natural Hair Show. This is the one that I always go to in Atlanta. It's in April. I'm not going this year because I have too many other things going on. But this is the one that I really enjoy going to in Atlanta. It's called the World Natural Hair Show. And during that year that I went, I remember the first time I went being very, very excited to be there and doing all these things and talking to all these people and 
looking up all these products and all these things. But something changed between that first year I went and the next time I went. Now, I don't go every year. I go maybe like every other year. Um, so that just gives you some, you know, time perspective. But there, something changed. Or maybe it was me. I think a big part of it was me. The next time I went, I enjoyed it. But I, I looked at the whole convention with a new set of eyes. And I remember being there and saying like, this stuff ain't natural. Like none of this stuff is natural. Why are we calling this, you know, natural products? And so I just remember kind of leaving and being like a little disrupted in the inside. Cause I was just like, you know, we have, there were a lot of brands. I spent a lot of my time in the expo area. Actually, that's where I spend actually like a hundred percent of my time. I've never been to anything else. No workshop, no nothing. <laughs> I always spend my time in the expo area. And so I remember there, there are a handful of very great brands that have a lot of great values and they they put a lot of love and a lot of natural ingredients into their products but there are other people who just they're just trying to make a quick sale they're not trying to invest in your health they're not trying to to really make your hair look a certain way they're just trying to make a quick dollar and that's what I saw I saw the dollar signs the dollar signs were all over the place y'all and that's what rubbed me the wrong way I was like this isn't it's like when something goes from being so genuine it's like when you when a baby's born they're so naive and they're so sweet and at some point they turn into a teenager (laughs) and you're like You got an attitude every day? What's wrong? And that's kind of what I felt like happened. It went from being the sweet, innocent movement to um, and having really great foundations to, hey, we're just going to make a quick buck. And I did not enjoy that. I didn't like it at all because I didn't feel like that's where I fit. And I just, it was just a weird, weird experience. And I know there's a lot too over time. Again, at the beginning, there wasn't a whole lot of women talking about like, hey, this this good hair versus bad hair thing like her hair don't look like mine or this or and it wasn't all this like chewing out of each other it was hey we're all in this together and we're all trying to figure out this whole natural hair thing so let's do this together it went from that to texture discrimination like oh you got nappy hair or that's good hair and this is that and blah blah and people again chewing people out because of their hair texture that naturally grows out of their head it goes you know it's like almost colorism in a in a way you know black people like to divide one another by saying like this light skin versus dark skin thing and I've talked about this before because I'm dark skin and my boyfriend's light skin and so we always have these conversations about like colorism and different things, but it's it's made it even more of a divide between women, you know, hair texture, we're talking about skin color, all these things that are into it that really I don't I don't enjoy at all. Not at all. And it's also one of those things too where, you know, again, I've been watching this movement like grow since the beginning and watching a lot of bloggers and vloggers who were blogging and making videos about natural hair in the beginning who are not anymore. Some of that has to do with like burnout, I'm sure, or they become interested in something else, or maybe they don't have quote unquote natural hair anymore or whatever it is. But from a lot of the people who I've personally come in contact with when I talk to them about like, hey, you know, why don't you do this anymore? You had such a great um, following of women who was really, you know, really believed in what you did and really inspired. And a lot of them talk about 
like the change of the movement. Like I said, it went from being so innocent to um, almost being like sinister a little bit. Not, not, it's not tainted completely. And I don't want to say that because it's not, but so much of it has changed and it is so much of it has changed. It's very, very interesting. So, and then the last part about this is the more of the ingredient side. So, you know, there will be a hair care brand that has been marketed toward black women for years and maybe they made a hair relaxer, but now they're making a natural hair product that is marketed as a natural hair product. And that's all good. There's nothing wrong with that. Like if you see, you know, this is, you need to pivot and this is what your clients and your audience is looking for, pivot, do that thing. But the problem is they're not including like real natural ingredients. And the problem is they're saying that they are on the front of the bottle and that's not okay. Like the front of the bottle will be all green. It'll have leaves on it. And it'll be like, oh, natural made with argan oil, made with essential oils, made with this. And you turn it around and it's full of junk. It's full of junk. It's almost like being tricked and it's just not right. Again, this is something I talk about so much. So that is why part of that movement is so important. I think though this movement has a lot to do with like the evolution of black women. I remember when I first went natural and I remember the first, like when I actually cut my hair and I was wearing my little fro, I was the only person that I knew that was natural. Maybe there was one other person, but in like in real life, not online, not like anybody else I connected with, like in real life, I was the only person that had natural hair. And now I would say at least 70% of my friends are natural now. And they are always asking me questions about different things. And, you know, it's something else that we have in common, but it's, oh man, things have drastically changed for us. And I think the natural hair movement has done that. You know, it said, hey, we can stop using relaxers if we want. We can buy this product if we want. It's basically like giving black women the freedom to say like, we can do whatever we want. We can, um, we can change our look up. We can make our own decisions. We can do this and lead it in a great way. So I think that has spilled over into so many other, so many other avenues for black women. I think that's so awesome. So there are a lot of advantages, but also a lot of disadvantages in my opinion of just looking at it. So that is more of like the natural hair movement era. Now, the natural hair area that translates into plant-based beauty, this is more where I fit in, especially now these days. So I went natural because I liked the look, but number two was the health benefit. That's where it always lied for me always the health benefit because I was reading so much on healthy hair and you know the pH balance of your body and I tell I'm not going to go into the whole like me being like in vegetables and all that stuff because I've always been that person and I've talked to you all about that before but that's really where I fit in and so when I got into the natural hair movement I got into it because again I love the look there are women who looked like me who some of them had my hair, same hair texture, and it made me feel like, hey, I'm not alone in this. Like, we're all in it to win it to to do this hair journey. But when I really started, when I had that click moment at that hair show, that really made me, again, see things with a different set of eyes and say, hey, 
a lot of this stuff doesn't really line up with who you are as a person. You are more of the plant-based beauty. You love um, herbs and plants. You love using natural ingredients in your in your products. You know that you're you are very health conscious in general as far as like the things that I eat. I try to eat really well or the things that I put on my skin, all of those things. So for me, there's a natural hair movement, but there's also natural hair, which to me means using natural ingredients, which in reality, anybody can use natural ingredients. That's not a thing that's attached to being a black woman. And the thing I find so interesting is I tell people this all the time and their faces drop. So I teach a lot of DIY beauty classes. You know, I have the online school where you can go and do an online course. And I teach a lot of classes around my local area too. The crazy part about it is the last class that I had, I had maybe like a few black women, like a handful. The rest of the group was white women and Puerto Rican women. When it comes to like the DIY, the plant-based beauty, the herbs, that's not specific to any type of race, ethnic group, any of that. That's for women in general who want to go more on a plant-based, healthy hair journey. And that's something I've always praised and talk about on ClassyCurlers.com. So ClassyCurlers.com has always been the angle to talk to Uh, women of color about their curly hair journey because our journey is very different than any other group. However, a lot of the the DIY recipes I talk about, anybody can use. It's not like specific, you know, more to a white woman's hair texture to to mine. Now, I might add a little more shea butter (laughs) because my hair is um, more kinkier, more thick, but that's a little small customization that you can do. So that's where I fit because This platform has always been about healthy hair. Always, always, always. That has been the foundation of all of this is healthy hair. I could care less if you're using X, Y, and Z brand that says it's natural and then, you know, you're having like problems with your edges falling out or split ends or whatever it is. To me, if it's not natural, I don't want to see it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to do any of that because I'm invested in the health of my hair, but the health of my body in general. And I think that should be the focus. I would love it if more of the natural hair products that are in the natural hair movement, I know this is all confusing, um, if if a lot of those products were more plant-based, and there are, and that's why there are a handful of products. I have a blog post that talks about my favorite natural hair products. And there are about five brands that I absolutely love because they they might not be completely natural, like how I would do like my DIY stuff at home, but they are the most natural you're probably going to get inside of a Target store or inside of any store. And so those are those are the brands that I love to work with and do things with. Those are Alafia, um, Shea Body Works. Honey Baby Naturals, Wonder Curl, Baskin Bloom Essentials. There's so many and um, that are doing great things, but those are my core. I love those, those brands. They are great because those are the ones that are putting that love and that, that real ingredients inside of their stuff. They might be marketed toward the natural hair movement audience, but they're real. They're not some like fake stuff they put in a the bottle that's, you know, not 
not the the real ingredient or fillers or any of that stuff. They're real ingredients that you can understand. Like I, that's all I want. <laughs> that's all I want. So that is what I mean by natural. When I talk about natural, unless I give you some other definition, when I talk about natural hair, I am talking about the healthy stuff, not the stuff that you may find on the store shelf that is geared toward natural hair. I tell every person, like, turn that bottle over and see what is in your stuff. Please do. It just leads to so many other health conditions later on. It's like you keep eating a bag of chips every day and it catches up with you at some point. This is the same thing, the same thing, guys. So that is natural versus natural. I the, more, Probably one of the reasons why I kept pushing this episode off is because I know it probably is going to be confusing. <laughs> um you know, with the different parts. I hope that that made sense to you all. And if you have any questions, feel free to always ask me about this. chicas let's wrap this up with our quote of the week so in a future episode we're going to be talking about getting out of your comfort zone that's actually what i have planned for the next episode which i have planned for next week actually so i'm coming back strong (laughs) so this week's uh quote says the hardest thing to do is leaving your comfort zone but you have to let go of the life you're familiar with and take the risk to live the life you dream about So that is this week's quote. So yeah, we're really going to be talking about some uncomfortable stuff. Finally, once everything is all unveiled and and past this part, we can really talk about um, comfort zones. But next week, although that won't be the time of the unveiling yet, it'll be a few days before, we will talk about comfort zones because, man, I got a lot to, to, to chat about there. But I want to thank you all so much for tuning in and being patient with me. I hope that this episode um, helped you out and figure out um, a few things, even where you stand in the natural hair community. So I hope to talk to you all again soon. Again, we're going to be talking about your comfort zone. So get ready for that um, and get ready to mark your calendars for April 18th and the 27th because I am so excited. Again, you can subscribe to Curly Conversations on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Spotify. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Classy Curlies. And if you have a question, you can email me directly at classycurlies at gmail.com. I'll see you all next week. Bye.